Pirates versus Tyrants. This is the Tom Wren Show, where we practice piracy on the enemies of freedom and liberty. Hello, 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 and welcome back, folks. So, the war on America continues. Yes, that's right, folks. The war on America continues. Now, who is behind this war? Well, we are. Our Department of Defense, the Democrat Party, the very socialist, the crooked monsters running some of the billionaire organizations that are supporting and supported by the WEF and the CCP. Uh, The war is from within. We are having a war with ourselves. I don't want to say it's a full-fledged civil war. Thank God there hasn't been too much violence, although if you live in Atlanta, you may not know that. Uh, But but there is most certainly a war. Uh, Ohio, you know, I mean, we have industrial infrastructure exploding and derailing and crashing and hazmat incidents on a daily basis. Uh, Atlanta is living under the thumb of Antifa. Uh, If you look across the country, we see other hazmat issues. We see our food infrastructure being destroyed. We see our, well, basically everything you can find. Push for our economic collapse. I mean, that's a big one right now. So that they can try and force CBDCs on us, which of course, uh, Joe Biden is testing CBDCs folks. For those of you not up to speed, central bank digital currencies, which means that instead of money, you've got a figure on a spreadsheet. And uh, if the government decides you can't change that figure or spend that figure, well, guess what? You're out of luck. So the war is continuing. And interestingly enough, we've got a couple stories about that war. Now, mind you, mind you, mind you, mind you, and I want to really help bring this around. We've been talking about the DOD's role in the creation of SARS-CoV-2 a lot, right? The intelligence community of the United States and the Department of Defense funded, supported, and allowed the technology transfer necessary to create a biological weapon that's killed millions of people around the world in the Wuhan lab in China. They allowed us to take that technology, to put it into Wuhan, China, and then to use it there to facilitate the creation of a disease that's now killed 7 million plus people globally. You know, you might think that it's a bad decision, to put bioweapons technology in the hands of a communist country that said they want to use bioweapons against you. And if you think that, well, you're right, folks. But that's what we did anyways. But our DOD and our intelligence agencies are really at the core of the problem in the United States. Now, make no mistake, they've been heavily infiltrated by World Economic Forum types, uh, money from billionaires, the CCP, et cetera, et cetera. Now, for those of you that doubt that, if you look, one of the things I'll remind you all of is that just prior to Obama leaving office, he fired all the heads of the, the DOD, the Pentagon, the brass, the intel community. He replaced them all with his own, very own crooks. That was, as I said in the past, and I stand by, the true, true, true insurance company against Donald Trump. Uh, The insurance policy against uh, Donald Trump was not just the FBI or the Russia collusion hoax. No, no, no. It was actually the the entirety of the deep state. It was the intel community and our DOD that had been weaponized against the American people and against Donald Trump. That's the weapon that they used against him. So 
when we talk about our intelligence community and our Department of Defense, typically when we look at like CIA, DI, they are not authorized. It is illegal and unconstitutional for them to spy on American citizens generally, right? If you want to do anything with American citizens, you're supposed to use a search warrant. See, for the crooks in our DOD, that is not good enough. So we we passed this Patriot Act, and we do all these things. We create the Department of Homeland Security. And with that, what's happened is, is that we have really started spying on and surveilling our own people. That's how we've weaponized the FBI so effectively, right? That's how all these different entities are being weaponized. We passed legislation that allowed us to surveil and attack our own people. The Patriot Act, I, and I got to tell you folks, so I was in D.C. on 9-11, as I've said on this show before, and I was really upset by the whole thing. And when they were talking about the Patriot Act and the Iraq War and all that stuff back at the time, you know, I thought, you know, maybe this isn't so bad. I, you know, we got to have, we got to take some steps. We got to do something. Boy, was I wrong, folks. When you, when you, there, there's so much truth to the idea that if you trade your freedom for security, you'll have neither. It's very, very true. And that's what we did. That's what we did. We traded a little, a lot of our freedom for a little bit of security. It didn't actually provide any security, but it did provide an awful lot of room for tyranny to creep in. And that's what's happened. See, the DOD and our intelligence communities, again, were, were not structured or allowed or you know, they couldn't do anything domestically. But once we passed the Patriot Act, some of that changed, right? The Patriot Act allowed for various entities that were doing various things in the United States to really kind of be weaponized against the American people. A lot of information gathering. It's a Department of Homeland Security, right? And what is that? I mean, is it a domestic police department? Is it a federal police department? What is that? And it's kind of an interesting thing because it's hard to define. I mean, there's elements of surveillance. There's elements of uh, intercommunication. The uh, Patriot Act was a big, complicated mess. But basically, the very important thing was the Patriot Act is really what facilitated the new era of industrial or weaponized spying against Americans. And uh, as you fast forward, what the DHS has become is nothing but short of the Gestapo. I mean, they're, they're the central core of the police state. This is pretty important in light of the fact that we now see our DOD weaponizing bioweapons that are being used against us. And by the way, those vaccines, by and large, they're, they're DOD. You know, I mean, we can talk about Pfizer and Moderna, but the federal government's actually said, don't sue Pfizer and Moderna, you got to sue us. Now, why did they do that? Well, because they're so they've got sovereign immunity. And uh, the federal government's in bed with these crooks at Pfizer and Moderna. So, you know, they say you sue us because they know that you can't. Well, DHS has got some interesting things going on. And a lot of it's very shady. And so a headline, right? we got a headline for you. Headline, DHS-funded nonprofit censoring election info also provides cybersecurity to election offices. So... This uh, Center for Internet Security is a uh, they're they're a nonprofit. At least you'd be led to believe that, and uh, you know they've 
been funded by DHS, which means that they're, you know, essentially under the thumb of DHS. Now, I want to explain what this means, and I want to stop right there, folks. So what does that mean? Well, you have to understand that the federal government knows that it's illegal to do a lot of the things that they want to do. So what they do is when they can't do something. So let's take uh, let's take biological weapons development, right? They can't do it. Gain of function research and uh, that's you know particularly dual use. They can't do some of that. So what are they doing? Well, they farm it out by the giving grants to universities in the United States. That's right. You heard me right, folks. Our federal government can't legally create bioweapons. And since much of this gain-of-function work is dual-purpose dual research, uh, it's, it's very, it's not credible when your military is doing it, right? So what we do is our, our feds do grants, and bioweapon development is happening onshore in a lot of these universities. What do I mean by that? Let me explain this. So bioweapon development is typically this dual-use research, meaning that it can be used to create a bioweapon, or, if you want to believe it, it could be used to create a cure for a bioweapon or a disease or technology. It, basically, it's the same research, but could be used for either purpose. Well, you got to understand something. We're doing a lot of that here in the United States. And, you know, it's, it's two sides of the same coin. We're doing it at a lot of the universities. UNC Chapel Hill, anybody? Ralph Barrick? Uh, I mean, it, it's it's happening. Well, let me ask you a question, folks. If it's illegal to do bioweapons research and you rename what it's called, is that is that legal then? Well, it is here. That's what's happening. Well, H DHS does that. They they fund these sorts of things. Uh, that's it's a common tactic. I don't mean they fund gain of function research. I mean they fund. Uh, various entities and organizations to do things that they wouldn't legally be allowed to do. So this is what's happening. DHS funds this nonprofit, Internet uh, Center for Internet Security. Uh, this, this nonprofit goes out and actively recruits various social media entities to censor election stories. Well, they're, they're considered, you know, a, uh, a relative, relatively uh, important source that that these various for-profit entities, your Googles, your Facebooks, etc., can use. Uh, you know, they're providing information showing that you know it's a threat if this story about election fraud gets out. So Google and Crew then cite the Center for Internet Security and say, "Well, we have to censor this or censor that." So that's how this whole thing works. Now, here's the interesting thing: if the federal government said, "Hey, Google, you got to censor this," that's completely illegal and against the First Amendment. Uh, but what our federal government does is either says, hey, we just thought you guys should know that this is happening, and if you wanted to censor it, you could, wink, wink, nod, nod, or they give money to places like the Center for Internet Security, who then spends its time uh, winking and nodding about which stories need to be censored. It's an, It's just it's censorship, folks. It's censorship by any other name. And they can call it what they want, but at the end of the day, they're just censoring this. That's all it is. Uh, the federal government is sponsoring censorship. They're just doing it through a third party. So anyway, that's what uh, 
this Center for Internet Security is doing with Relation. But while they're censoring, while they're, I would argue, illegally acting as a censorship arm of DHS, they're also providing cybersecurity to election offices. Folks, the same guys asking us to censor information about election fraud are the same guys that we're paying to provide security to prevent election fraud. All funded by DHS. But remember, folks, our intel community claims to be on our side. Doesn't look like it to me. So they've got this going on, right? I got another headline. DHS maintains secret domestic intelligence program. So the story here is uh, the Department of Homeland Security has a uh, office called Overt Human Intelligence Collection Program, right? And what this program is, is these uh, crooks at, at DHS go out and they'll go to a local jail or uh, prison or uh, detention centers or whatever, and they will start interrogating and interviewing prisoners. Now, folks, it's not illegal for a law enforcement officer to, to speak to a prisoner, but if they're going to talk to them, or interrogate them, those that prisoner has a right to be represented by counsel. The D Department of Homeland Security is not doing that. They're not providing counsel. They're not allowing counsel. They just show up and they interview these people. They intimidate them. They strong arm them. And it's an intelligence gathering program. And you may say to yourself, so what? They're in jail. You can say that to yourself, folks. But guess what? When we violate the rights for anyone, we're violating the rights for everybody. This is not an acceptable thing. It's unconstitutional and illegal behavior by the Department of Homeland Security. We have to, folks. We have to prevent this sort of nonsense from happening. The reason that these two stories are important is that I want to cue you, clue you into this, right? So we have the Department of Defense, the DIA and the CIA working abroad uh, to well, undermine American interests, it seems like. I mean, they're, they're creating bioweapons that they're allowing to be unleashed on the United States. But at the same time, we have the Department of Homeland Security, the DOJ and the FBI, as the domestic intelligence and uh, defense branches, and they're attacking American people locally. So we kind of have uh, this this really interesting thing where the almost entirety of our federal government's been weaponized against the American people. DHS, FBI, DOJ locally, uh, and DOD, CIA, DIA, intelligence community uh, internationally. How did we get to the point that we've weaponized the federal government against freedom? Folks, this is a critical thing, and it's something that we've got to be talking more about. Now, I'm going to tell you that I'm probably on more lists than you can imagine. I'm not supposed to share this information. Do you know I get censored for this? Do you know that we just found out, and I'm working on getting the report so that I can share it with you all? Do you know how many people or how many different entities are censoring me? 
how many lists I'm on. Did you know that my Substack, if you subscribe to my Substack, paid subscriber, you need to check your email. This weekend, I got reports of Yahoo, Google, Outlook.com, and Apple phones all sending subscriber emails directly to their trash. So if you want to see my Substack, you have to check your trash because they're putting it there. If you want to see, if you go to TomRuns.com, they have warning sites coming up saying that I'm some uh, that my website's not secure, which is a lie. It's totally secure. This is a shocking thing, folks. The Department of Homeland Security has been turned against us. The FBI is against us. The Department of Justice is against us. Uh, DOD is against us. CIA, DIA, intel agencies are against us. Folks, they're, they're censoring. They're fighting against freedom. They're covering up election fraud. They're creating diseases. We have some serious, serious problems with the swamp around D.C. And I'm telling you who the swamp is. We've got to get rid of these people. This The entirety of this group needs to be fired. We need to start over. And we got to get some, some transparency to our federal government. We are in serious trouble, folks. It is time to fight back. Peacefully, but forcefully. We'll be right back. You already know Genesis plus HOCL is your best defense against viruses. But did you also know it's the most powerful weapon for eliminating airborne mold too? Customers are raving about the Genesis Fogger's ability to tackle mold problems and the bad smells that go with them. And we all know mold is a hazard to your health. There's no airborne invader that Genesis can't handle. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. Hello, I'm Ben Marble, MD, and I founded MyFreeDoctor.com as a donation-supported, faith-based nonprofit with a mission to save lives by delivering free doctor visits to patients in all 50 states of America. MyFreeDoctor.com treats a broad range of health concerns like COVID-19, long COVID, sinus infections, urinary tract infections, rashes, medication refills, and more. So please visit MyFreeDoctor.com where we're healing America one person at a time. For 40 years, alarmists have been warning of a climate catastrophe, yet none of their dire predictions have come true. Temperatures have not soared, sea level rise has not been unusual, and extreme weather events have not increased in either frequency or intensity. In short, there is no climate emergency. For 15 years, the International Climate Science Coalition has led the call for climate realism and a Made in America climate plan a plan based on real science that responds to the real-world needs of Americans, supports economic growth, and strengthens our essential infrastructure, a plan that protects the environment and ensures that Americans can enjoy the blessings of clean air, clean land, and clean water for generations to come. It's time to put ideology and pseudoscience aside. It's time for a sensible climate plan. For more information or to donate, visit our website, icsc-climate.com Okay, welcome back, folks. Okay, moving on from the war on America to the cultural rot of America, because, you know, we've gone from one happy topic to the next. So let's just go to the next. Uh, more great news. 
I got to tell you, folks, I posted about this on True Social. I have not made any bones about this. To me, this this trans nonsense for children is child abuse. Okay, I mean the idea. Well, I know my little Johnny wants to be a girl. What? Yeah, he pretended to be a girl, so we need to transition him. Yeah. Did he pretend to be a dinosaur before that? I mean, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. This is a horrible, horrible thing. And it's insanity. So hot from my stack of stuff, I posted about this on uh, True Social. Headline, parents defend transitioning child. Say they knew their child was trans before she, he could ever speak. I'm pausing for dramatic effect there, folks. Before he, she could ever speak. I don't know what it is. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Uh, folks, I, I, I just, I, it's now and then I find myself speechless. So they do this, this, this is from WRTV in Indianapolis. These buffoons, these creatures, these child abusers who should lose their children, they should immediately lose custody of all their children, and both they and the doctors involved in this should be prosecuted for child endangerment and child abuse. Uh, maybe, maybe something else. I'm not sure what all, but they should be charged with everything you can charge them with. So this family was put on TV to try and show this was the left's attempt to try and show how sweet and normal a family that's perverting their baby is. I mean, this was just, it, it's just sick, folks. It's sick. So, quote, the mother, Ben Clawson, said she knew her baby was trans before the little boy could even talk. Now, the article's in the Gateway Pundit, so the, you have to, the article is... Uh, definitely written by the Gateway Pundit, which is more than a little skeptical of this. Uh, God bless the Hoff brothers. Um, but before the baby could talk, how the hell did she know? Well, quote, she defended herself by adding that her baby boy would do things like wear her sister clo his sister's clothes, pretend the towels were long hair, uh, so they started transitioning their child, who is now only 10 years old. So they started their child abuse very young. And somehow, because their baby, who didn't know what the hell he was doing, because, you know, at that age, they don't, uh, there is no knowledge of boy or girl, uh, they somehow knew that their baby uh, was, was trans. The father said a lot of that was happening before she had a ton of words. The father's an idiot. So is the mother. Uh, you know who I like, folks? You know who I like? I like Cat Turd. You guys know Cat Turd? Cat Turd, he, he has a lot of funny comments on Twitter, true social. I, the guy's funny to me. I get a boot out of Cat Turd. And I love that his name's Cat Turd. I mean, that's awesome. Uh, but anyways, Cat Turd, did you just actually say transgender before she could even speak? Sick, sick people. That's right. 
Now, this was on PBS, by the way. Uh, this was because where else would it be? That's your public broadcasting money uh, at work. So PBS NewsHour. This, this is just, folks, you know, and, and I can look through this. Uh, the, you know, and they try and play this off that it, in PBS, and thank God for the gateway pundit on this. They try and play this off as though it's, oh, they hate these transgenders. These people are evil. They're monsters. No, we hate child abuse. We hate perverting children. We hate uh, this sort of child endangerment. There is zero benefit to this. They found that the two seminal studies that these guys used to try and uh, change gender dysphoria from a mental disorder to a whatever it is now, uh, were, were garbage. They're garbage. They're garbage studies. They were fraud. They were garbage. So this is something that is now known and established. And uh, I don't know what to tell you, folks. I mean, it's all garbage. Newsflash. Little boys taking permanent, uh, you know, these gender-blocking drugs that have permanent side effects, screw up their bodies for the rest of their lives, little girls doing the same. It's a bad idea. Who would have thought it? Who would have thought that telling a 10-year-old that they're that they're uh, a girl when they're a boy because when they were a baby, they did pretended they had long hair like mommy? Or yeah, I mean, what, what the hell is going on here? I mean, these people are morons. These people are absolute morons. How can you be so stupid? I just, and I always go back to the dinosaur, folks. I always go back to the dinosaur. I will never forget. Actually, I've gotten even better. I'm going to tell a personal story, folks. A personal story. I'm going to, I'm going to break it. I, uh, personal story. When I was a little kid, you know, three, four, five years old, I really wanted to fly. I thought if I could fly, that would be the coolest thing in the world. I wanted to fly so, so bad, you know, and, and, you know, little, little kid, preschool age. How can I fly? And I was sure there was something I could do. Birds flew. Well, I grew up in the country and we had chickens. So, you know, chickens and they had, they had wings and they could, they couldn't fly very high because they were in a pen, but I knew that if they flapped enough, they could do a little bit of flying. And so they had feathers and birds could fly because they, and they had feathers. So in preschool, I decided that I wanted to fly. So I went out and I gathered all, you know, the chicken feathers I could find. And I, you know, I remember I got my scotch tape out and I taped those feathers to my arms and I would climb up anything I could climb up and jump off and I'd flap my arms as fast as I could, folks. So you can picture three-year-old little Tom with chicken feathers scotch taped to his arms, jumping off of things, flapping his arms, trying to fly. Outside of humiliating myself, the point of the story was, though, at no point did my parents take me to a doctor and say, doctor, can you turn him into a chicken? Now, today, and by this logic, by the logic of these two morons in Indianapolis, uh, I should have been transitioned into a chicken, folks, uh, which is, it's a good thing I'm not. Someone would have probably processed me and I would have been a part of a KFC meal at this point. But uh, this is really, really, like I said, it's the dinosaur thing. 
Yeah, little kids pretending he's a dinosaur. Do you, you, do you take him to a doctor or gene therapy? You know, I mean, I don't know. What the hell is going on here? But that's where we're at. Yeah, you know, this baby. I mean, what what baby doesn't play with mom and dad stuff? You know, whether it's girl or boy, they're, they're babies. They don't know the difference. But we're going to let babies make decisions that have lifelong health consequences because we're selfish jerks. That's what this amounts to. Those parents are selfish jerks. They're selfish jerks. They want to be the, the parents that are so enlightened and open-minded, and they don't seem to care that, uh, about the long-term health consequences they're going to have on their baby. Ten years old, you're a baby. My youngest son is ten. I can't imagine destroying his life that way. That would be the worst, most agreed. I'm going to be honest with you. Someone tried to do that to my kid. I'm just going to tell you it would not end well, and I don't think it would end peaceably. Uh, you know, this it's just sick. Well, the cultural rot is permeating our society. And, uh, you know, this absurdity, it continues on. It's not just here. You know, the, the transgendering of children creates lifelong health product, health issues. Uh, you know, it, it stems from this perversion and perverted view of children as sexual beings, which, I mean, it, you know, prepubescent, they aren't even capable of being sexual beings. Uh, you know, but, but these sick, sick people like to call them that. Enter John Stewart. Okay, folks. Enter John Stewart. John Stewart right now is getting all sorts of kudos on uh, Twitter. Uh, he had some sort of a Republican state senator on, and uh, this guy is a good guy. He, he had a great, uh, great bill seeking to end red flag, red flag uh, gun laws because guns are an important thing. If guns are used properly, they can be used for self-defense. They can be used to prevent tyrannical government. They can do all sorts of good things. Uh, guns don't hurt anybody, by the way, folks. Did you know that no gun has ever on its own shot anyone? Not once in the history of time has a gun ever gotten up by itself and decided to shoot someone. Are you amazed by that, folks? I know if you listen to the media, you would think that that's not the case. But I want to tell you that not once since the advent of guns has a gun ever chosen to kill anyone. Now, there have been a lot of people who were very bad people that have chosen to use guns, knives, and about any other instrument imaginable to kill people. But no gun has ever, of its own volition, chosen to kill people. In fact, if you're in Atlanta right now, uh, we have Antifa monsters throwing bricks and other such things at people and starting fires. Uh, th that kills people. Uh, the, the people throwing the bricks can kill people. The people shooting guns can kill people. But no gun has of itself ever killed anyone. And uh, But guns have been used by good people to stop bad people from killing people. Whether the bad people were using a gun, a knife, a car, pick your thing, guns have been a very useful tool to stop bad guys from doing bad things. Guns also stop bad tyrants from doing bad things. So there's a very good use for guns, and it's a legitimate use. Now, John Stewart, John Stewart, he was really funny, just ask him. 
Uh, yeah, I'll be, I'm going to be real honest. I, I have heard him do funny things. I really have. I don't want to take away from his skill as a comedian, even though comedy is now dead because you're not allowed to be funny anymore. But back in the day, uh, when, when comedians were allowed to be funny, John Stewart did have some funny things he'd done. Now you have to be woke and you're not allowed to be funny. But anyways, uh, John Stewart being the leftist lunatic that he is, uh, decided to to jump on this state senator who had the courage to you know, end these red flag gun laws. And uh, yeah, he's jumping. Now, Oklahoma just had uh, a much, much more serious and dangerous event than January 6th. A bunch of trans uh, activists actually took over the entire Capitol building. They took it over. They stormed it. They took it over. The Capitol on January 6th, there were just a few people got in there and did a few things. This this was overrun. The pictures of Oklahoma's state Capitol was overrun by trans activists. They literally controlled the whole place, right? So totally night and day difference between what happened in Oklahoma and in D.C., but there were no... Uh, sedition charges or criminal trespassing, and no one has spent a year in jail or more than one year in jail uh, without charges over the Oklahoma attack, even though it's far worse. But uh, yeah, this was in response to Oklahoma, uh, you know, having some some bills that were claimed to be anti-trans. Okay, so that's happening. Enter John Stewart. Enter John Stewart. John Stewart is getting all sorts of leftist accolades right now because John Stewart says to the state senator, why do you want to ban drag show readings to children? Why? What are you protecting? And uh, the state senator did not do a great job of answering. I'll give you that. He didn't do a great jam- uh, job. And then John Stewart goes on. I'm, I'm skipping a little bit, but he says, uh, you know, uh, so what you're telling me is you don't mind infringing, infringing on free speech to protect children from this amorphous thing that you think of. But when it comes to children that have been have died, you don't give a flying F, he didn't say F, folks, to stop that because that shall not be infringed. That is hypocrisy at the highest order. And that, that he's referring to, are gun rights. So John Stewart is apparently in favor of sexualizing children. Now, the state senator, yeah, he, he missed out on this, but I'm going to help him with his response because he missed out a little bit on this. John Stewart, I want to know why it is that you're in favor of sexualizing children. Are you attracted to children? Are you a pervert? Why do I want to protect children from drag queen story hour? Well, the same reason I want to keep them out of strip clubs, John. The same reason that I want to keep child predators away from my children. Same reason that child predators are often banned from being within 100 feet or 100 yards or 500 yards of a school. Because, John, I want to protect my children from being sexualized. I want to protect them from perverts. Maybe like you, John. I don't know. You seem to be pretty offended that we don't want our kids at Drag Queen Story Hour. Why do my kids need to be around that, John? Why? Now, I can tell you, John, that my gun is a tool that I will use to protect my child if a child predator comes into my house. My gun is a tool that I will use to stand for freedom if I have to in this country. It's a tool that I will use for self-defense. But my gun will never kill anybody, John, 
unless it's being used as a tool for self-defense. The perverts who are trying to sexualize children, John, what good do they do? What good comes from, uh, from uh, Drag Queen Story Hour, John? Explain to me, John Stewart, why is it that you think anything could come out of Drag Queen Story Hour out of, outside of the sexualization of children? Why does it have to be a drag queen? Why not just Story Hour? See, the drag queen aspect of this is only and can only be about sexualizing children, John. And I don't want to sexualize children. That's what we're protecting children from, John, is sexualization. Now, I ask again, John Stewart, why do you want to sexualize children? Anybody? Anybody? John Stewart, after you explain to me why you want to sexualize children and why you're okay with that, then we can talk about the, the trans issue and all the things related to that. We can talk about the perverts that are trying to pass bills in California that uh, lessen criminal standards for people who have sex with children that are quote unquote willing. Did you hear this folks? We're gonna be more on it when we come back. But for right now, uh, let me tell you, get some Kofix, click on the banner ad here, buy it, use it if you get sick. Cofix is an incredible tool. You squirt it up there in your sinuses. It's like a nasal spray, but it's not a nasal spray. It's not one of those things that you get addicted to for using. What it does is it kills the germs in your sinuses. It's the quickest and most effective way I know of to treat you know, these, these sinus issues. I really like this product. I use it. If you use Out Loud Code at checkout, you get a discount. So use Out Loud at checkout, get yourself some Cofix, and we'll be right back. AmericaOutloud.com. If you can't find it here, you can't find it anywhere. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought, working hard to earn your trust for seven incredible years and counting. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD. Okay, welcome back, folks. So yeah, we, we we're talking about this. Uh, this well, first, we we're talking about these lunatics who decided to abuse their child by putting them on gender, uh, gender hormones, whatever. So just poisoning their child, permanent health problems. This poor kid's gonna have permanent health problems, and somehow these two buffoons out of Indianapolis 
thought that they uh, they knew that their child was transgender before it could speak. Ugh. So we moved in from there to John Stewart and the fact that he apparently is okay with sexualizing children. I mean, that's what he said. He said, what's the problem with kids going to drag, uh, drag queen story hour? The problem is, John, is there is no reason on this planet to call it drag queen story hour unless you are intending to highlight the fact that the drag queen is the core purpose of this story hour. Why? Why do we need to do that? What is the point here, John? Why are you sexualizing children? So we, we talked about that. But I wasn't done with this, right? It's bad enough that John Stewart is in favor of sexualizing our children. But what really gets me is if you read this article, InfoWars has a wonderful article on this, which I like. And by the way, I get a food out of Alex Jones. He's a good dude. Um, he is he is one intense guy, and he's been right so much. But uh, yeah, Alex has this article up there. I don't know if he wrote it, but uh, he brings up that the Democrat Twitter trolls, like the Krasenstein brothers, uh, they praised him for destroying uh, this this uh, state senator who was against uh, banning a useful tool for people, guns, that are clearly protected by the Second Amendment, but is for banning perverting children. Now, I want to do a couple of things here. First of all, let's talk about this. John Stewart wants to call, talk about Drag Queen Story Hour as a First Amendment thing. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. We don't let babies, we don't let toddlers go to strip clubs. We don't let small children do lots of things because we're protecting children, right? It's not free speech. You're welcome, welcome to have a drag queen tell a story. It's oriented for children. That's the problem. When drag queen story hour is child oriented, when it's being done for children, then we are intentionally bringing in this drag queen to sexualize and to expose children to a sexualized environment. There is nothing about that that is okay or protected by the First Amendment. Can they have a drag queen story hour? Yes, if it's 18 and over. If it's under 18, I'd argue in some states that that's child endangerment. The idea that the First Amendment is somehow comparable to the Second Amendment when it comes to drag queen story hour versus uh, you know, taking guns is insane. It's dishonest. It's intellectually stupid. This is absurd. And, uh, you know, what's worse is you've got these Twitter trolls. And by the way, I've seen these Krasenstein brothers. These two are, I, oh boy. You know, you, you, they're smarmy, uh, smart aleck little weenies. They're the kind of keyboard warriors that give keyboard warriors a bad name. They're the kind of little weenie woke, just pieces of crap that I want to, you know, if I had to, to pick a, a couple people that would be in the same ballpark as Yuvalno Harari in terms of my desire to biff them in the head with a dodgeball, it would be these two little weenies. Uh, and they are. They're little weenies. They're not men. They're just little wussy, mouthy weenies. And yep, they are. I am absolutely uh, pulling the toxic masculinity card. I am insulting them as weenie girls. Uh, they are weenie little girls. They're wussies. Okay. 
and uh, and you can tell because you know they they sit behind their keyboard and they they uh, marmal they go on and on you know trying to rip people as though they're clever but they but their stuff's intellectually not they they praising John Stewart for his intellectual dishonesty so apparently the Krasenstein brothers also also support sexualizing children. I'm not sure why these Democrats are all so in favor of sexualization of children. I think that's sick. That's just sick. Why would you want to do that? Why would you want to sexualize a kid? These are babies. These are kids. I mean, that, that family is transitioning a kid to 10 years old. They are permanently destroying that child's health. But the Krasenstein brothers and John Stewart they like sexualizing children. They want kids to go to drag queen story hour. And again, what possible purpose could there be for having kids go to drag queen story hour versus just story hour? There's no reason to have the, the highlight be drag queen story hour unless you're really focusing on the sexuality of the, the story hour. I mean, and why do you want to expose? And there's there's all sorts of pictures and videos online where Drag Queen Story Hour has babies attending it, toddlers, young people, young, young kids. Why? What kind of a pervert does that? A sick parent takes their kid to it. I don't know. But that's not First Amendment. We've been protecting kids from sexual predators and, uh, you know, perverted actions since the nation's been founded. At no point would anybody ever think that Drag Queen Story Hour was okay for children. This is a new thing. It's only happened the last couple of years. It's only happened because these perverts on the left have this sexual thing going on with kids. Anyways, so... Well, the groomers continue grooming, and the groomer Krasenstein brother and groomer, groomer John Stewart's continue supporting the grooming. You know, we've got to look at what's going on. Yeah, meanwhile, I want to tie this back in further. So, okay, Minnesota, and I got some good friends in Minnesota. Now, Minnesota, there's some real good things coming out of there. Minnesota, what the hell are you thinking? Really? Really, Minnesota? Headline, transgender athlete wins case. USA powerlifting must allow transgender athletes to compete in women's division. Okay, let me explain this to you. Let me summarize this to you. I am a male. I work out, which, by the way, I, folks, uh, you should know, if you work out or you don't embrace being fat, that's apparently racist. We learned that a while back. Uh, I haven't ever really fully come to terms with, with it, but apparently because I'm a male and because I work out and because I embrace not being fat, uh, I've been fat, you know, every now and then you gain a few and then you lose a few, but yeah, right now I'm not too fat. Uh, but because I don't embrace being fat, apparently I'm a racist. But anyways, uh, as a guy who does that, who, who does that working out thing, uh, I'm going to tell you exactly what this is. Some buffoon who really wanted to be good at working out but really sucks at it decided that they wanted to win these things. And so he decided he's going to pretend to be a girl, call himself transgender, and uh, see if he could make some money off of sponsors and what have you by going and winning some women's powerlifting things. 
there is no competition. Okay. There's none. I have been in the gym for most of my adult life. I'm sorry. You put a male, a male power lifter versus a female. We're not talking about close. We're talking about uh, multiples of difference. Right. Right. I mean, we're talking about, you know, you can, you can get a, a small woman who, you know, she gets a 300 pound squat. That's pretty impressive. Whereas the same size man, you're, you're looking at 600 to be competitive. Uh, you know, it's just, it's not even close. When they, this ruling out of the courts in Minnesota essentially means that there is no more women's powerlifting. So ladies, you know, ladies without penises, uh, those of you that, that have any sort of leanings towards feminist, uh, being a feminist or feminist rights or anything of the sort, uh, your sport just got hijacked. You just lost that sport. Female power lifters, y'all, you're done. There is no more competition. In, if you're a female power lifter in Minnesota, I can assure you, you will never be competitive again because it is not like it's a close thing. A male in a, in a competing with females in powerlifting, not in the ballpark. So, you know, it's an interesting thing now because now we have this set up in a situation, we have a situation set up where what do we do if you're a leftist, right? So if you're a leftist, if you're a crazy pro-feminist, uh, you remember the, the V hats, and I'm using V for short to try not to be too vulgar. Uh, that that the feminists wore to protest Trump. If you're one of those people, I'm curious. How do you feel about someone with a penis calling themselves a girl and, and crushing you in your sport? How do you feel about that? That Leah Thompson thing? How about all the authentic women who spent their entire lives trying to get to the top of their sport? And they're now getting crushed by the man. The man pretending to be a woman. How do you feel knowing that those records, that you worked so hard, that those sports that you spent so many years trying to build up, because we've been talking about uh, women's sports and, you know, they've got to have equal funding and equal sport. It doesn't matter if nobody goes to the women's sports. It doesn't matter about the attendance. they got to have equal funding, equal this, equal that. Okay. Well, you ladies have had it and you've spent a lot of years building it up. And some of the women's sports are actually kind of pretty entertaining, in my opinion. I think there are some really amazing women athletes out there. But guess what? None of your accomplishments matter one bit anymore. Within a year, Every record that every true woman athlete has ever made will be crushed. They will be gone. And I'm curious how the feminists that were wearing those V hats, I'm curious how they feel about that. I'm curious how they feel knowing that now those sports that the feminists work so hard to, to really kind of push where they could really get an audience. They fought for an audience. They fought for everything. And, you know, some of it's pretty inspiring to me, right? Because when, when women's sports started, you know, there were those women, you know, they took a heck of a beating. You know, they just, women's sports were not well received when they first started. And it's kind of cool that those women fought. I mean, I'm into athletics and I love, my wife was a great athlete. She's a, she's a machine. 
you know, she fought hard. She played as hard as anyone. So I'm wondering, you know, I mean, my wife had, you know, a number of records in her high school, tiny little high school. She, you know, she did real good. Now, well, my wife went to a Catholic school, so I, I don't think the Pope has yet allowed uh, boys to play in girls' sports, uh, girl sports in the, the Catholic schools, but I'm sure he's pushing for that. But uh, so her records may or may not still stand. But, you know, I think how hard she worked. And like I said, my wife is a competitor. She is one competitive woman. Might scare me a little bit, to be honest. Uh, you know, I'm joking, folks. I have a best wife uh, out there. But, you know, she is. She's a fierce athlete and fierce competitor. And uh, but that's meaningless now. Because now all you got to have is some kid that says, hey, I'm a girl. And they're not. Every one of those records gone. Those women that fought so hard for the respect and the right to play sports. You know, we go back to the suffrage and uh, when, you know, women were fighting to be given some equal opportunity in this country. And, and I, I'm a fan of equal opportunity for everyone. Man, I don't care who you are. But it's not a fair playing field here. If you're born a dude, you're a dude. You can get you can get a weenie removal, but you know that's still your DNA, your genes. Those are male. Okay, Harari hasn't perfected the gene therapy to turn you from male to female yet, and changing those hormones doesn't do it. So those records are now crushed, or being crushed. They'll never come back. And you know, how do you feel about that? How do the feminists feel? How do you feel? How do you feminists feel knowing that you are now, uh, what is it, birthing, birthing creature? I don't know, birthing units, birthing something. I don't know, birthing people. Is that it? Uh, my, my producer is shaking her head. Yeah, birthing people. You know, the things that used to that used to make women special, that you could point to that, you know, hey, the man can't even do this. Uh, those are gone. Those are gone. You're not even a woman anymore. You're you're a birthing person. Well, you talk about demeaning. Well, I'd hate to. My wife would. If I told my wife she's a birthing person, I think she. I mean, I don't even want to know what that. That would not go well. I'm just going to tell you, folks. Uh, you know, uh, she's quite proud of being a mom to my two boys. And uh, I think, yeah, boy, you want to get into trouble. You tell my wife she's a birthing person because. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, everything that it meant. And what happened to embracing diversity, folks? What happened to embracing, you know, the differences between boys and girls? Now there's not supposed to be one. You can just be whatever you want. And, by the way, let me ask you something, folks. Since it doesn't really matter what's true, right? If you're a boy and you want to pretend to be a girl, I'm supposed to go along with that. And, you know, according to this court in Minnesota, that means, you know, we have to do that under the law. Okay, so my response to the to Minnesota is this. Okay, um, uh, affirmative action. I now identify as a 98-year-old black woman, and I'm pregnant, and I'm of Ukrainian descent. So I'm making that announcement right here and right now, folks. Folks, uh, I, Tom Renz, announced that from now on, I identify as a 98-year-old black female of Ukrainian descent, pregnant with twins. 
And um, even though absolutely none of that is true, that's how I identify. So I now am going to apply for whatever affirmative action programs I can. I think Harvard needs to immediately admit me to something. And, uh, you know, everything. I should get all the benefits, right? Because it doesn't matter whether I am any of these things. What matters is how I view it, right? You folks okay with the, the bigoted nature of a what? Why is it, you know, does that mean that Justin Trudeau is no longer a racist for running around in blackface? I still think that's kind of, you know, that Justin Trudeau is a racist. But, you know, I'm just asking the leftists who are promoting this, um, is that okay now? If it doesn't matter what you are, it's only what you identify with. Does that mean that all of the race and sex and gender stuff that you guys have been fighting for forever, is that gone now? Just curious, folks. I don't know. I'm just just asking questions. These are harmless questions. I'm a lovable guy, right? I mean, there's clearly nothing here but uh, me me just being a harmless guy, asking questions. Uh, what Russ say? Harmless, lovable little fuzzball. Except for, well, well, I'm kind of fuzzy right now. I need to shave. Folks, the Genesis HOCL will stop germs from spreading in your house. You need to buy it. You need to get it. You need to use it. It's still cold and flu season. Keep one of these around. Use the OutLoud code at checkout and you get a huge discount and you support our network. It's a great product. OutLoud code at checkout. Stick with us tomorrow, folks. We'll have a great show. See you soon.